Man, I hate dealing with broadband issues. Oof. I tell you what, it's one of those things, is that there's a few things that get my blood a-boiling that is, you know, really... What's the word? Um, out of whack? Disproportionate. Um, I am disproportionately bothered by internet outages. Um, perhaps it's not dis- disproportionate. I mean, at the end of the day, it's where we get our entertainment. It's where we get our communication, you know, and all that stuff. So, And I pay quite a lot of money. Or my company, <laughs> which which is me, pays quite a lot of money for broadband internet. And um, it's been consistently bad since 2018. So today, I, fin- I finally snapped. Um, and I took the rather bold step because I've, I've, I've been, I've been down the customer service route and you know, if you've ever had a customer service conversation with a large company, like for example, a Virgin Media, they, they labor or they, they appear to labor under this preconception and this notion that we are to be grateful for the service that they provide. And, you know, sure, gratitude is a good thing. But that we don't get to complain. Um, like I, I've never known a company that is that, that has so little interest, in, not, not even care, but just interest in their care. The technicians are great. When the engineers come around, um, they're... They're great, and they they know what a dreadful company that that they work for. Um, but it seems that that doesn't translate really through customer service, and it's a real shame. So, I, I ended up taking the bold step of uh, I've just said, listen, cancelled my direct debit. Um, account's still open. I'm still in credit. Bluff bluff called. You know, I I rewrote the email a few times um, to kind of remove some of the rhetoric. There still is a little bit of rhetoric in there, but to remove some of the rhetoric. Um, but it is essentially, like, we had an agreement. You're supposed to provide me with broadband. So as 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 we sit right now, um, I'm mainly just annoyed because I can't watch Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, I, I may wake up tomorrow and, and not be able to do my work quite so uh, easily and have to use the, you know, it's having to jump on the, the uh, the 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 5G which i resent because you know it's it's that's finite isn't it anyway that's just a little a little bugbear uh, of mine a little harmless you know it's one of those it's just it's it's harmless really uh it's just one of those that sort of ticks away at you uh, and i think i think what so many of the the issues are with with anything like that and i think you you'll know the same whether it's broadband or Something goes wrong with your heating or your plumbing, and, and and you're sort of you're not able to fix it. Not necessarily through knowledge, but it's just it's a bit you can't access. You know, um, it's like I've I've paid my bills, everything's in order, I've done everything I can, and and this isn't working. It's I think we can feel powerless in those uh, in those moments, and that's if you are someone like me, I guess who likes control and likes is probably a mild word <laughs> needs maybe needs needs to have control maybe just a little bit 
then that powerlessness is really, really frustrating. Because it's like, if something goes down and there's just a reset procedure, that's okay. It's a mild annoyance and you just go, okay, well, but I know if I unplug everything and then I press these three buttons, I know that it will come back on again. Like, I used to work in an office where the, the Wi-Fi would go down whenever the microwave was on. I'm trying to think, was it the microwave or the kettle? I think it was the microwave. Whenever someone used the microwave, the, the Wi-Fi would go off. Um, which is which is patently ridiculous. But but there you go. Um, and and but that's okay. It's like once you know that, once you know that's the pattern, it's all right. But it's the yeah, it's it's the it's that powerlessness and the will it you know will it ever come back on again? And well, I mean that's 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 me in, into my brain. Like I, I, I don't. It's weird. I have this whole thing, and it it like it it uh, permeates my business and permeates everything. Really, is that I don't see change i don't i rarely can conceive of change that doesn't happen that isn't something that i've caused not to say that i am the result of all change that's not what i mean um it's just i don't think about it i don't think that things just happen again it's that that need for control or that or whatever it's like and again it's not because things need me to to make them happen that's not what it is but there's just, I don't know, like I I just, yeah, there's certain things about the unobserved world <laughs> that I'm just like, nah, if it's like this, if, if the internet's down, it's always going to be down unless I do something about it. You know? Anyway, that's, that's today's little, uh, little bit of fun. So uh, if you are new here, welcome. This is it. This is, this is what you get for the next 25 minutes. Um, it gets better. <laughs> um, no, this this is this is the lighthouse. Thank you so much for uh, for checking in. It's very lovely to have you here. I'm very grateful uh, for your company, and I hope to provide you with a little bit of aimless and harmless company. I'm striving to walk that line between being. And we'll we'll walk the line through the ep- through through this this our time together. I nearly said the word then. They said the forbidden word. Um, <laughs> well, I'm striving to walk this line between being sort of soft and 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 pillowy, <laughs> um, and being that message of just sort of just universal, unilateral, unconditional compassion, and also. Remembering that I also have a personality which tends sometimes towards the quirky. Um, and, you know, I'd like to think that there's room for that as well. So uh, so that's where we are. I'm still recording these late at night because I really enjoy the late night energy. I really enjoy the softness and the just slow things down kind of speed that I think is good. It's good for for this. So I I listened back to the original one of the episodes of the original iteration of this from a couple of years ago, and the energy was was a bit different. Um, and 
I certainly went on about things that I wouldn't bring up in this new iteration, which is interesting. But yeah, I'm enjoying it's it's um, it's a little after 10 p.m. It's I, so I've been reading a lot of Stephen King, and he loves to say times that are like it's a quarter of 10 and i don't know if he means if he's trying to say it's a quarter past 10 or a quarter to 10 i haven't yet figured out what what he's trying to say there because like that's not a thing is it that's not a thing we don't say it's quarter of something I, i i'm sure it's like a main thing like i'm sure there's people who go yarp in or whatever that noise is that people make in main <laughs> Um, I'm sure it's a, it's a main thing, but it's not a, it's not a normal people thing. It's not what we know. No one says quarter of something. So I'd like to know if you know, dear listener. Mark at thelighthouse.fm is how you can get in touch. You can also leave me a voicemail at uh, podinbox.com/slash/lighthousefm. No, slash the lighthouse. Ah, I will get it right one of these days. The link is in the show notes. I implore you to use that link. Don't listen to me. Um, but anyway, yes. So it's it's five. It's either five, uh, five of ten, or it's just just ten past five. So uh, no, it's five. But you get it. All right. Let us do a a bit of an emotional temperature check. This is for you and me both. Let's just take a quick moment to just check in with ourselves, see how we're feeling today, and. Uh, I guess take a moment to be aware of that feeling and to recognize it and to be present in it. So right now I'm I'm actually all right. I'm 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 appropriately annoyed at my lack of broadband. But I'm taking steps to remedy that. Which are not just shouting at people on you know. Um I am happy and grateful to be here speaking to you. And I'm optimistic. That's how I'm checking in. That's how uh that's how I feel. There's my sort of emotional temperature. So yeah, take a take a moment and um check in with yours and see how you see how you're feeling. So, speaking of Stranger Things, I learned uh, via one of those, um, you know how Facebook's trying to do TikTok, uh, as is, you know, Instagram and uh, whoever else. Didn't Twitter try it for a bit? I think Twitter tried it for a bit. No, Twitter tried stories and everybody just went, nope. (laughs) No Twitter. (laughs) No stories. Um... Yeah, but I, uh, I I saw a clip, and because I just I think finished or had not long finished the first half of the last this current season, last season, I assume it's the last season uh, of Strange Things. Um, and there was this little clip from clip from Graham Norton, and it had the little chap with the tooth, you know, with the with the with the teeth. Um, the gap tooth, uh, charming little chap, Justin, uh, Dustin, the character's name, um, and the actor who plays Eleven was there as well. And this was them as kids, as like as kid kids, like I don't know, maybe they're 
second year into the show or something, maybe, because they were really talking about uh, the the fan reaction and stuff. So I'm guessing it was probably maybe second season. And I hadn't I hadn't clocked that Eleven was English. It just it never occurred to me. I, I'm wondering, you know, if some part of my brain had, had realised that, but no. I mean, she's called Millie Bobby Brown, for goodness sake. That's not a name of an English person. She's called Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, Millie Brown? Absolutely. Millie? Probably solid English name. Millie. <laughs> But it's the Bobby bit, isn't it? And it's not the Bobby Brown. It's the Bob. It's the it's the it's the middle name Bobby. Hey Bobby, that's yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Anyway, um, she's a producer now. Just let that sink in. She's eighteen years old. What a legend! How cool is that? You're eighteen, and she's produced a film. She produced and starred in a film. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, so actually I think she was probably 60. Yeah, it was 2020 when the film came out. And bearing in mind, the film was probably made in 2019. So she, what, was she 15 when she produced a film? Come on now. This is, this is pretty special. And uh, yeah, from the, from the like five second clip I saw of her, she seems like in that lovely kind of British drama kid kind of way drama school kid kind of way that you saw in my brother had that term because I used to do I used to do youth youth theatre but my my brother had that term and it's how he described some of the kids in the very first Harry Potter film I think it and I think he's right and I think it really does that aspect really does kind of what's the word I'm after settle in you know, you, you, you actually get to see the, the, the actors behind the, the technique, if you like, um, as the films progress. But yes, I think, I think it is fair to say that there's a lot of drama school type acting. And, you know, of course. Um, but yeah, and, and there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of that in Elle, in, in, in Millie, Millie, Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown, when she speaks um and uh and it's 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 just it's well this i mean this was her again as a as a wee child um and it's it's lovely um but yeah she's a producer and and she produced a film and she was probably 15 when she did it what a legend love it well done to you millie bobby brown ah i also learned um this uh, so i was listening to a podcast that i like called Freedom, and it is one of the few sort of I was going to say big podcast, big podcast. It's actually not. Um, I, I yeah, it's so it's from so it's it's uh, Scott Orkerman who is his. I'm I'm sorry to any American listeners, you are going to have to endure me saying it that way. I'm sorry. I know you would pronounce it like Orkerman. Or- but it's an AU, so as a Brit, I, I am duty bound to pronounce it Orkerman as opposed to Ockerman. Um, so I hope I hope we're I hope we're going to be okay with that. Um, but he has so he created the Comedy Bang Bang podcast and network and TV show and live show and stuff. 
and two frequent guests on there are Paul F. Tompkins and... Oh, no. Oh, no. I, uh, Lauren Lapkiss. It's all right. I, I, knew, I knew it was there. Lauren, Lauren Lapkiss. Um, and they went on tour, and I think it was just the three of them, because they they often play regular comedy bang bang. If you don't know it, it's a complex show to try and explain. I mean, it's not, but it's yeah, a little bit. It has a bit of a backstory. Um, but so they went on tour and they did a lot of Australia because big big comedy scene in Australia. Um, and you know North America, and I don't know if they did much else. Um, but yeah, they they did this comedy bang bang tour, and. I guess one, two, or all three of them kind of wanted a vehicle where they could just hang out themselves and not do characters because Scott Walkman's sort of doing a character version of himself a little bit, probably you know playing dumber than than he would and playing a bit more enthusiastically than he <laughs> than he actually is as a human being. I think um, you know his energy level that he plays is a little bit higher. Um, and Paul F. Tompkins is, is almost always being some kind of outlandish character, often returning. Uh, and Lauren Lapkiss is big, big characters that she she plays. And I guess they wanted a vehicle to just make themselves laugh and, and uh, have fun that way. And I really enjoy it. Kind of, I don't know, despite myself. There's something about, like, I, I, I sometimes don't go in for a lot of those. Like, a, a lot of those big comedy shows I actually don't go into. But... Surprisingly, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, I think is one that I started listening to during Pando. And I was surprised, actually, at how warm I found it. And it was a source of comfort. So I might have started listening before lockdown happened. And what I was doing was I was skipping past all of the the intro, the, the wraparound stuff where they were in studio and they were gassing about. I just wanted to get into the interview. Just, just get me to the interview. I want to hear what the guest has to say. And then as I started going on my daily walks when we had this sort of, you know, we had our, our mandated hour of exercise or whatever it was that we were allowed. Was it an hour or was it half an hour? Anyway, we had our allotted time that we were allowed. And... I've probably never regularly exercised quite so much. There's something about being told you're only allowed a finite amount that's like, well, I'm going to go out and get it then. Um, but it was a good mind clearer, and and you know our minds needed a lot of clearing back then, um, certainly. Um, and uh, and that was one of the ones that was in heavy rotation. And I found myself listening to their in studio bands and like being, as the kids say, here for it, um, and really enjoying that and their sort of their camaraderie and how they got on and yeah, just this, the, the, the sort of buildup of, of in jokes and things that, that didn't feel exclusionary. Um, but to, the, you know, as much as they were all really heavily making, not making fun of each other, but really jabbing at each other, there was a, there was some, well, you could feel the warmth in it. You could feel the actual, the love, in the show almost almost despite the bits which i really latched onto i really heard that because it's not in the words at all <laughs> but it's in the it's in the notes they're not playing it's in the the laughs 
You know, it's it's in the way people laugh. You that's where you hear the love. That's where you hear what's behind a jibe or a jab or a you know uh, a dig. You know where the nature of it comes from when you hear that in the in the laugh or either how it's received or how it's delivered. And um, yeah, I always I always appreciate that. Um, and Freedom is is a show that, in some respects, has that kind of thing. I kind of like shows that make no reference to the audience at all or make very little reference and just sort of get on and just have that conversation and it is three people making each other laugh and I have no problem with that. You know, I think some people are like, these entitled people, that's all they're doing and they get paid for it. It's like, well, try and take the money thing out of it um, and actually just look at, it's it's three people being performatively fun and, and making themselves laugh and thus making us laugh you know i think i think that's great and i really enjoy freedom and uh yeah i was catching up on it today and scott orkerman uh that might be the last time i'd I'd say his name that way so you can unclench um was talking about high school which for us there's a weird sort of there are some gaps and overlaps in the way the school systems work but i guess we're talking the end of secondary school and what we might be thinking of as like A-levels, but stricter um, in some, well, certainly in, in the respect that I'm thinking of in that he told this story about having to go and collect. I mean, he spun this yarn about having to buy insects from a, an insect selling guy who sat them down for six hours and gave them a lecture because he was like, listen, you, you, you can't just buy the insects from me. They're going to, they're going to quiz you. They're going to want to know that you know what these insects are and stuff because that's the whole point to get your your credit. Uh, you have to know all this stuff. And so you can't just buy the bugs from me. You've got to hear me talk about the bugs so you know what the bugs are. But it was all in service of being able to get all these different bugs, these insects, and like pin them to a board and, I guess, label them. And that is a presentation. It's a work study that you have to do to in order to graduate like it's it's one of the things that you have to do in order to graduate and maybe it wasn't high school maybe it was yeah yeah it must have been um and it really made me think actually about like if you if you forget the fact that because it he, he it's one of those where it's like he had months he had months to do it and it's one of those where you just think, yeah, okay, well, I'll, I'll get some books at some point. It'll be all right. And then, you know, you never do. But think about the ask. And I think about that. And I think, like, I mean, I don't think that was a special, it wasn't like a special elective that he took. And I was thinking about, like, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of life stuff that seems way harder in America than it does here. And in lots and lots of little ways, little things like that, like little, well, it's probably not little, but things like the amount of holiday, vacation time that Americans have. And, you know, this, we're, we're never, this, this is never going to be a political space, right? I, I have my own politics. Um, you have yours. That's, that's cool. Right. We're, 
this is never going to be a, a place. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to really try and make the point here that I don't even say, well, my politics are the right ones, so I can talk about them because it's you know coming from the right good place of love. And nah, that can be a cop out sometimes. So I, I, I really will. I am, you know, I don't want really you to brace for a political um, <laughs> discussion here. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting in like institutionally. I'm not talking about like cost of living and stuff like that. I just mean institutionally. It's interesting that I think there is a lot more expectation placed on uh, on Americans than there are on perhaps Europeans. And each society, each each country is different, but. Yeah, the conversations I, I I have with people, I'm I'm sure there's there's you know ways in which the 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 pendulum swings in the opposite direction. But I just I did find it I do find it interesting every now and again when I speak to American friends and and you know there's just institutionally there's just different different expectations, um, and you know there are there are political things, historical political things behind that. But again, not for our exploration. <laughs> so, what's next? Well, I'm going to take a quick sniff break because I'm sniffy again. I don't know what it is about speaking to you, but it seems to bring out the snifter in me. So, hi. Um, Let's uh, let's fix some Apple things. That's that's what's next on my agenda. Um, is uh, we've we've we haven't we actually we haven't got very long to go, um, but yes, I think I think for the last few minutes, let's let's fix Apple autocorrect. Come on, we, you and you and me, you and I, we can do this. It's in our power. It actually is because. Um, if you don't have a, an Apple, if you have an Android phone, I, I'm sorry for for the next couple of minutes that that might be boring to you, but also, um, yeah, good on you because in in this particular uh, area, I think you might have made the right call, and I think I might sneeze. Yep, here we go. Oh, I muted myself. Oh, thank goodness for that. So I was sneezing, and then what happened is I as I as I uh, I got the fader up. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm still sneezing. And then as that happened, my face exploded as I was still sneezing. But it just so happened that I'd hit the mute button. So uh, everything's fine. Hi. So, yeah, and if you're you're an Android user, um, you've got the best of this situation, I think. Because it's one of these things where Apple's really tried to be way too smart for their own good. Um, But if you have an Apple device... You will probably have thought over the last few years, like Apple have absolutely been um, accidentally gaslighting us in thinking that we are we've become worse typists, and that we make more mistakes, and that's not what what's happening. What's happening is that the AI that does all of the um, that <clears throat> tries to figure out how to quote unquote correct your typing is all shared. It's a it's one big AI system. It's one massive machine learning cloud thing that learns from other uh other devices. I do believe that is the case, by the way. That, and that's not like a conspiracy thing. It's it's meant to by design. It's meant to improve the system. But what happens is um I've seen how it effect uh, infects other phones. So 
there was a time, and I'm not seeing it quite so much now, but I might be more conscious of it, that the word and was constantly being replaced with the word abs. Now, definitely, and is the much more common, even in Silicon Valley, where, you know, there's there's probably lots of lovely buff people, I don't think everybody's talking about abs. So I think and we can safely say is the is the more common word there, but it was really common. And then I started to see it in other people's phones over the last sort of 18 months I've started to see. So it's definitely infecting other phones because my understanding is the machine learning is trying to understand where our fingers are going. And if we don't if we don't catch these uh, misreadings by by the operating system, they just go in and the, the phone's like, oh, well, if they put their fingers there, because the, the the way the because the phones are actually so small and our fingers are so big, the phone is actually having to guess a lot at what we're trying to type because our fingers are actually like mushing about three different keys at once. Um, so the way the way the system worked and has worked for for over a decade is it's looking at that mush and then trying to infer what you could mean by you know based on the next letter that goes in and then the letter after that. It's like ah okay, and so. Uh, and now a lot of machine learning is going into it and it gets into weird things like um i would type the name of one of my friends and it would automatically uh capitalize every letter so it would be like i'm yelling at my friend danny um because and and it it's it's based on all sorts of things they have this corpus of data uh if you have so for example if there was an app um on I don't know if it has to be on your phone or in the app store called Danny and it's and it's written in all caps the phone will prefer that version um there are ways around it and stuff but I just think it's within our power to um to to fix this I think I in fact one of the things I actually did on Twitter just for the just for the sheer hell of it was I had a tweet that just went and 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 several times and then like there you go Tim Cook and it was just like it was me trying to reset the algorithm so I'm I'm keen to know what we can do I'm sure there are things that we can do to fix this if you don't have an idea for that I would like to know what your outsized grievances are so that's one of my little sort of outsized bugbears I'd like to know what your outsized bugbears are. during thinking about that, I was also curious to know what where like what a bug barrier actually is, like where the term comes from. Now, for me, I I would assume it's like I don't know, it's it's something that bugs you and you have to bear it, like almost like a B A R E. Uh, actually, no, no, it would still be B E A R, wouldn't it? Yeah, because it's not bearers and naked. Um, now, according to Doctor Internet, a bugbear is a legendary creature or type of hobgoblin com- comparable to the bogeyman and other creatures of folklore. All of which were historically used in some cultures to frighten disobedient children. So, because I know a bugbear is a thing in D and D. It's a type. It's a like a class or a type of 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 character. Usually, I think a villainous. Uh, it's a type of enemy uh, that you have to fight. So I guess that maybe that's where it's borrowed from. But um, yeah, I I I'm I'm curious about the etymology of that. So if you've got any thoughts on that one, then do send them in. Mark at the lighthouse um, or follow the link in the in the show notes to uh, leave me a voicemail. And on that note, that brings us to the just about to the end of our time together. And uh, 
I hope that it's been. Uh, I hope that it's been. <laughs> um, at least uh, passing. You know, that's that's what we're aiming for. So we're going to close out as we have done with the last uh, couple of episodes with a reminder that this is a crowdsourced sort of meditation slash prayer slash let's come up with a name for it and that I'm I'm keen to figure out how we can improve it and uh, so that it becomes something that's ours. Um, so do feel free to send in your uh, improvements to this. This is our little meditation to bring our day to a close or bring our time together to a close. So if you're in a position to do so safely, then uh, feel free to get yourself nice and relaxed. Close your eyes. Maybe put a hand on your chest and uh, feel your breath. And I shall say to you that as long as you can hear me, you exist. And because you exist, you are entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are welcome.